this around the nation. You're right, Ed, that's the perfect piece of music from Montage in a mid-80s film. Absolutely right. That's got trying on clothes written all over it. <laughs> Welcome to Get This Around the Nation with South Tony Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Gets around, doesn't he? Mm. What exactly are you doing? I mean, obviously you've had a big uh, win with your Warwick Capricals. Mm. No denying, possibly the funniest thing on the show this year. I oh. think you're right. But what other jobs has he got? Let's just go through them. We've got Roe. We know he does a bit of writing and uh, acting work stuff on Roe. Yeah. Community TV, you want at the moment. Doing a bit of breakfast show stuff on average once or twice a week. Right. With Emma Race. Stand-up gigs. I hear you had one the other night. Doing some stand-up around the place. Yeah. Um, that's that's going okay. Right. I think. You're a, you yeah. never fell. You're the doyen of the theatre-restaurant scene. Yes. Yes. You've um, got the arts from that column in the... Yeah, no, that's gone. Adelaide newspaper on Monday. You'll be back, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Mr. has stepped down. I think I might... Uh, yeah. Step into that bridge. Really? Yeah. And now that Denton might be going to become lawsy, yep. there's, a, there's a job opportunity at enough rope. Okay. Enough right. Marlon rope. Jeez, Renaissance man. And these are all the jobs you want to mention, Rich? Um, well, that's all I have at the moment. Really? You sure that's all you've got? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all I'm prepared to reveal. Isn't it true, though, that you've been panelling for other shows? Oh, on other networks, on other stations, no. the rivals to us. No, I don't. No, well, I don't think your contract allows for that. Really? I think you meant to be exclusive to Triple M, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. You read the fine print. Well, I'm pretty sure I haven't been doing any moonlighting work handling other shows. Uh, 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 really? You're insinuating there. You are, you are such a moonlighter. You are Sybil Shepherd. That's what you are. <laughs> it's never been said before. No. But it's possibly true. Well, I've got to say, this is something I taped off the radio. Just hit that button. <laughs> Wastage and seepage. No, 
I'm sorry. I've had this up to My long blonde nuts. I will throw one of these sea change DVDs. That's a big guy. Right, that's it. You provoke me. CFM, where all this month we're celebrating the music of the great German composer von Hofstadt. No, no, that's enough. No, I'm sorry, you've got a lot of front It was once said by the legendary Russian cellist Alexander. Got my rocks off? No, no it's not got my rocks off. No, I'm speaking, of course, of Olvia, is it? No, rather our guest in the next hour. He's been described as perhaps the most brilliant public speaker of his generation. John Mills was heard to remark. What you looking for? on this show. What's the last like, one? Even me saying that will probably be requested for a ringtone. <laughs> now, everyone, including Matthew Ludgate, wants... What's your fucking phone? I'm Way to have your phone ring. Yeah, why not? It will be from today, hopefully, up on the website at some point. Right. Also, uh, there was a reference to all me plums in that last item, if you've just joined us. Sorry, I'm having <laughs> real trouble getting past the whole fairy gag. It's just really. Because I vaguely know who he is from a you know from a childhood spent at my at a dark room in my auntie's house being forced to watch the arts program on the ABC. He was a large man with glasses who would be wheeled out to your blankety blank like Walt's show to spin a few anecdotes. He was a great storyteller, wasn't he? He sure was. The most obscure reference we've ever had. And wasn't there a product, Ferrier Water, for a few years? Yeah, it was uh, water siphoned from Noel Ferrier's body. <laughs> All right, that's lost everybody. No, there was no right. to Umi Plums. Kevin Harrison reckons uh, we've stolen that idea from a radio show on Radio Merseyside, which you can access via the internet. Mm-hmm. They do a segment called Hold Your Problems. <laughs> What does that involve? It involves uh, asking trivia questions to which the listener would answer, uh, pull a trigger of a fruit machine, also a whole lot of plums would come up. Oh, so the oh, idea is to hold your plums. Oh, I get it. It's like, like a poker machine. That's different. That's a whole plum. Nothing like it. No sandbags involved. Oh, look at this. Uh, Jerry Rapp has written to us. Uh, New South Wales. He says, 
I thought I'd let you in on a little game I played on the weekend. See how many times I can sing The Vinga Bus Is Coming Before My Girlfriend Slaps Me. I cheat seven. This one was Saturday morning, belting out my own version at the usual workday time to get up. Oh, right. Okay. Saturday mo- getting up on Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and the girlfriend's still asleep. Yeah. He's singing the Vinga Bus. That's oh, pretty good. Relationships on the rocks. And, uh, oh, yeah, okay. He wants us to put Ed's special version on repeat. Oh, when his girlfriend's in the shower. That's a nice, that's a lovely thing to wash yourself to. Mm. But you didn't do the Vinga Bus. I do a better job than Richard. Could you demonstrate for us? Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Um, um, the Vinga Bus is coming, and everybody's running from north to Ibiza in the Mediterranean sun. Wow. That's good. Pretty good. Yeah. Much better. You know, there's no feeling in it. That's what? my problem with it. The thing I love is we've actually got one and go north. There's two different songs from the Vinga Boys. The Mediterranean Thumb bits from the other song, the Ibiza. Oh, no, he mucked it up. No, I mean, I've got to do it. Well, oh, that is from the We're Going to Ibiza. Oh, yes. Yeah. But I love every time the version we've done has had to incorporate that mistake. Yeah. Have you noticed the Prime Minister did it? The really old version from the 1920s did it? And the really elongated popular band. Okay, but no, so we don't, well, we might box that up and maybe send it round to your place, Jerry, to really put that relationship to bed. Uh, no, Ed, apart from that, hasn't sung the Finger Bus song. What has he sung, Rich? <laughs> Scott Checkley sitting at home, looking at the stats, looking at who he's going to vote for. Mm. 
Bitcoin's been to the strippers. Pound's <laughs> <laughs> been to the strippers. Absolutely right. You think the interest rate's really starting to hurt the hip pocket. <laughs> That's less money to stuff in a G-string. <laughs> I trust that bloke. I don't think he's going to the strip. Is it? And if he did, I mean, did he have a left answer? Never know, be sure. <laughs> we need to know. Mm. All right, that's hard politics covered. <laughs> Up next, yeah. Tony Martin, Richard Martin. Yeah. Up next, what? The world's most notorious stripper caught on tape. It's not. I meant flasher. The world's most notorious flasher caught. Let me guess, you haven't actually photocopied that script for Richard yet. I'm going to do it now. Oh, so, can I guess, is it me? Yeah. Okay. That's happening in about three minutes. <laughs> I'm going to be listening. Sponsors the Nissan Navara, huge pulling power, four beverage holders. I think you know the story by now. The workday. Yeah, right. Tack it. What about on the weekend, though? Tack it the same way. Do I have to buy a second car for no, that? Yeah, you can still attack it with the Navara. Yeah. Fantastic. We actually just live in there. Well, well. <laughs> so it's plenty of room. Uh, am I padding? Is that what I'm doing? Well, I think maybe. Tone, what's up for the next break? Because this is really. <laughs> Well, with the listeners get on board in the next break, you're not going to eat into their time, I hope. <laughs> I guess not. It's really what? Scotty? No, come on. I saw you guys rehearsing through the glass for at least 45 seconds. Mm. It's going to kick out. The only time in my life I'll ever say this, I wish that dragon song was longer. Be a rain. I saw him trying to add another minute of rain sound onto the end of it. I'll be in here in five minutes. Got that. Did you someone say dragon? We can, we can record it. No, no, excuse me, we're not doing anything. What is this? What are we going into? Well, uh, it's time now to hit, hit the big news, Tone. Yeah. We're going to hit the big news. It's about time. A serial flasher strikes again. We now cross live to a local news program locally. <laughs> Police are again looking for a naked man who has been running through backyards wearing only a ski mask to cover his face. Police have released this audio. <laughs> shocking, shocking testimony. A 20 year old woman said she was sitting in her living room working on her laptop when she noticed, noticed a naked man outside her window. Facebook is totally the best. I can message people. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Get out of here, you naughty, naughty. Get out of here. <laughs> Three people in a home reported seeing a man wearing only a bandana and sunglasses outside their patio door. Who's there? Who is that? Love my soul. This is my outfit for the Bill Garden Christmas party. I want to draw the world of the world. Oh, Richard, please. You can at least wait till after dinner. Police remain baffled. <laughs> 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 was that the newsreader who kept going, Oh, Richard, stop it. No, he was a different guy, different character. Richard, you weren't meant to have your hand over your face. It was only meant to be for the first one for the schema. I thought it was the schema. Yeah, it rendered everything else uh, inaudible, but I'm sure it didn't have any impact on, on the script that you spent minutes 
right. Yeah, my apologies. No, that's all right. You did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Mask version, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't pre-record it this morning. We had so much drama going on, going on in the studio. James Rain was in here recording some kind of unplugged deal, and he was right. good news. He took over all the studios, and we tried to record quite an elaborate sketch. Mm. And at one point, we had to move in next door to where he was, mm. and he's in the studio doing unplugged with the guitar. Yes. And our production studio backs onto it. And because the headphones were plugged in from our studio, what we were doing in with Maddie can hear. was bleeding into James Ray. Oh, James. So he's there trying to do Hammerhead or something like that. Probably. And he can hear through the phones on the floor, my long ball locks wore a capper. And then I've realised that's exactly what happened in those phone calls you did. He was trying to the people. <laughs> so we accidentally made it happen again. That's the hazards of not having enough studio space. He's trying to record a song and he's hearing Warren Capper again. Completely by mistake. <laughs> Studios are full. James Rain's in there. Garden's full of furniture. The kitchen's full of plants. It's <laughs> just chaos. It's triple F. <laughs> what a mess. We need the listeners to help us clean it up as we enter. This is what we're doing next. Yeah. The seven circles of seven rings of social hell. That's what I meant to say. Screams do come through. Around the nation. That's right. Get this is the program. And DVDs. Yes, a lot of DVDs coming out. Uh, on the shelf here at Get This, well, a lot of people are pointing out that uh, Deadwood Series 3 is out now. Yeah, the other day. Good price, too. Nice price. Really? Yep. It's about, I think, about maybe $40. Good price. Again, yeah. the whole series there. Wouldn't make much sense if you hadn't seen Series 1 and 2. I will say oh, that a lot of people calling in saying uh, you need to organise a swear-off between Al Swearingen on Deadwood and Ari Gold on Entourage. Now, I don't really watch Entourage. Right. He, who would win that, do you think? Swear engine would win in Yeah. Because he's still here and he means it. And yeah. I'm afraid you kind of pass some comments. He'd be uh, fed to the pigs. Absolutely. Straight away. But uh, Entourage is more front stacked. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> not enough tail in Deadwood, is that what you say? Yeah, not enough quality. Hot chick. Western tail. It's uh, <laughs> Calamity Jane. Uh, hot. <laughs> the women in Deadwood are a cheap day, though. That's <laughs> true. Which outweighs Entourage. They seem a bit needy. All right, that's so not true. DVD. Then you've got, uh, obviously, <laughs> Barge Arts in the olden days, remastered. Thank God you're here, Series 2. Yeah. 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 All the evidence is there to see. And, of course, goes out tonight. Does your own time? Yes, indeed. <laughs> Great. I can't <laughs> promise gold. But I did have a couple of drinks before the all-in challenge, so <laughs> that gets interesting. Uh, and, of course, Rob Stitch is coming in and there. Yeah, yeah we'll that's talk about Steve Rob. That with us, you know, we need some music here. Can just give us something, you know, you can't do triple M sound, Mr. Martin. <laughs>
Jerry did this around the nation on Triple M. That was the Cranberries. And shall we go straight up to a big mountain? Yes! <laughs>
Yeah. Battle of the sexes, whatever it is you do. Whatever Larry is that you're running over there. So I get called in so most. Mediating family disputes. Yes, I guess. And I, see, the idea is have them in a restaurant. Yeah. Because then there'll be, you know, not as many raised voices. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> right. And you can stick around for the dessert course. And then you just get to the end of it, you know, it's all the other tables in the restaurant have just somehow moved away from Amazing. us. And also you get this, like, okay, I can't shout, but you get this, oh, what are you doing? I love it. Why would you say that? High-powered, uh, you know, power whispers. And pointing at the table. Pointing, pointing. Yeah. All right, so there we go. This is why I live in another country. I know it is. So I'm nominating meeting parents of a partner. Great. Baby showers. Not Nikki's though. Hers no, is awesome. That'll be tough. Yeah, it was a kitten's car wash. That'll uh, be awesome. My chemical <laughs> romance will be playing that one. So, Tone, you're nominating family disputes. Family disputes. Marlon. Uh, conversations with my landlord. Oh, Ooh. that's taking you to... Actually, a three's company. Three's yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they were downstairs on Man About the House, according to Ross Noble. Yeah, or an upstairs. Downstairs, I would have also accepted. Yes, <laughs> so the elderly couple live upstairs, and they're lovely. They're really fantastic. Every Easter and Christmas, I give them a bottle of wine and some chocolates yeah. just to enjoy them. What a soap. It's turned into a weekly conversation about the things and the car park and what have you. Catch up about the family. Man, I think I'm godfather to his grandson, so oh, that's so amazing. I mean, it's, it's really advancing at a rapid rate, this relationship. <laughs> All I'm doing is renting. Is he uh, asking you for the old sponge down in the bar? It's been some of that. The hard to reach places. <laughs> so, this, is, this is what we're looking for. Quite a few different versions of... <laughs>
Well, there's two this year, and it's only August, so it's doing quite well. Right. What, would they, what would they be for? Boone down the school? No, one of them was for um, fighting with grade seven girls. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one was for, um, oh, I think him and his mates were throwing sticks and stones. I don't think at anybody, but it was classed as dangerous play. Yeah, it certainly was when the footage was shown on the news. <laughs> they take it on their own phone. <laughs> That's all the go, is yeah. well, Thank you, Bridget. Thank Lovely you to talk much. to you. Uh, hello. Oh, yes. Hello, Silo. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Excellent, sir. Uh, what's going on? What's your social health? Uh, recently, I went out clubbing with my current girlfriend and uh, two female friends who I'd previously been involved with. And, uh, yeah, it all sort of came out on the night and I ended up having to stop uh, my girlfriend and one of them punching on with each other. Oh, situation I was just picturing there. Absolutely right. Hello there, Paul. How are you, sir? How are you going, guys? Excellent. Your social health? Uh, well, basically, my girlfriend's a teacher, so every single event that I have to go to with a bunch of teachers is my social health. No. Yeah, 
You know, in the boudoir, you get a bit of that. But actually, now and then around the house, you do hear it put on the teacher voice, and you sort of get a little bit scared. Oh, really? Are you chewing? A bit of that. <laughs> Stop throwing things. Share it with everybody. Thank you, Paul. All right, quite a few. I won't make you do it again, Mr. Martin. Okay. Richard is exhausted. He is. Yeah, well, that. Good fun. Visiting the circle. <laughs> Thanks to everyone who contributed. That was good fun. We'll have to do that again. That was great. See what's good fun. Thank God you're here. Goes out tonight on Channel 10. 7.30. Who's with us in the next hour? Dr. Rob C. Hey. Every performer's worst nightmare. <laughs> Scarlet Pimpernel and Lord of the Rings. Uh, mm. Ian McKellen. 
We're seeing Thank you. Okay. Well, no. We're seeing the chunky new Charlotte Pimpernel. <laughs> yeah. With Richard E. Grant, that one. No. Oh, no, we're no, seeing the Anthony Andrews is the cheapest and dodgiest, but funniest one. Lots of people saying, sink there. I spent a year of my life with with uh, Tony walking around speaking to Scarlett Pimpernel. Sorry about that. It's work-related. And he goes, no, such a... <laughs> yeah, it was. I was trying to set up a live comedy night that was meant to be as though it was happening in like the 15th century. Oh, 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 my, my apologies. Yeah. I didn't know there was good reason. <laughs> yeah, I was going to hire that stagecoach you could get. Right. Everyone would rock up in that. It was, <laughs> was going to be called the Scarlet Pimpernel Goes Bananas. <laughs> I can't explain. <laughs> I feel embarrassed now, Franny. There was a there was a good reason to it all. We're in a conversational cul-de-sac. I've got to get us out of here, please. Uh, Batman, now you were just talking uh, off the air. Uh, you know, it is amazing to think that somebody could never have seen that series before. Mm. Uh, I, was, I was actually asked in, a, in one of those, what do I wear and what's in my handbag? Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, what did you watch when you were growing up? Your favourite one? And Batman was mine. Yeah. And the jury came back in. Because it's, really, yeah. it's exciting when you're eight and it's hilarious when you're 15. It's amazing. Yeah. That's the thing. Today, uh, oh, sorry, Rob, but today uh, Robin was getting attacked. And Batman ran over with a cardboard box and stuck it on someone's head. Obviously, the first take it didn't work, so they ran over and they had the, bo- the box like predispositioned to crack over this guy's head. He runs over, there was a goon. Yeah, he gives him one. It stopped. The goon stopped. Looked at Batman. Batman looked at him. He just held the box, and then the goon jumped his head. <laughs> Someone said to me recently, "Do they have the bat plane in the old?" You were asking. Yeah, yeah they have the bat plane in the. Uh, movies and, yeah. and in the comics he has a plane that flies out of a cave. Yeah. Oh, On a TV so series they couldn't afford that so they had the bat copter that was just moored at uh, you know, Gotham City estuary <laughs> and not locked or anything. Like anyone could just wander down the jetty and get in. <laughs> and, and, yeah, that's right. We, we were allowed to watch uh, a TV Monday, Thursday we were allowed on Friday and they used to do it that they showed half an episode on like yes. Friday yeah, and yeah, on Monday. Yeah. But, but um, <laughs> If we got the wrong, if we got the, not the resolution episode, but we got the setup episode, yes. it always ended on the cliffhanger, what will Batman do? <laughs> and I remember at a young age running to my mum, my mum, you have to let us watch on Monday, Batman's been tied up by the Riddler. <laughs> so you just ended up seeing first half. Yeah, first half, as my mum would say. You know, and you know, trust me, Rob. I think Batman's going to escape. <laughs> <laughs> but the voiceover guy, because it's such a great voiceover. You're in the... Same Bat Channel. You know who that was? His name was William Dozier, and he was the producer of the series. Oh. And he did the voiceovers for one reason, and that was because by doing the voiceovers, he could get an equity card, and they had a much better medical plan <laughs> than for actors than for producers. That's the only reason he did it. Well, this morning they got away. The uh, the penguin had him right where he wanted them. Uh, about to fall into a, a vat of what said acid on the side. Just so we knew what it was. Think about them, like the moment when the penguin henchmen have to write acid <laughs> on the side of that. And when they have to put on the top saying henchmen. <laughs> it was the goon this morning, Rob. So, it's, uh, and it, so I was thinking, all right, Batman's in big trouble here. All of a sudden he looks at Robin and goes, don't worry, Robin. I'll take care of this. And launches himself headlong into the vat of acid. And Robin goes, Holy still going, Batman. You'll be killed. Batman gets up, dusts himself off, and says, Down the barrel of the camera. Luckily, Alfred insisted that I weaved in anti-acid matter into my suit. <laughs> now, where were we? <laughs> what about the ions? What about the mouth <laughs> 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 <laughs>
All right. Okay, we've plugged a show that was made in 1966. <laughs> well done all. Thank God you're here. It's going out tonight on Channel 10 at 7.30. Who's on there? Well, a couple don't pass the character test. Yes. Oh, cool. As defined by immigration. Mr. Tony Martin. Yeah. 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 But, so, you know, use your IQ button there. Look, <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't guarantee anything good in my scene, uh, but the all-in, I did something I've never done before. Had a couple of drinks beforehand. Helped. I wasn't happy with my scene. I mean, bugger it. I'm just going to do what I've seen other people do. <laughs> have some beers. He has a couple of wild curveballs in the ending. I remember Peter Hillier and and, and uh, Stephen Curry drank out the fridge. I gave it a nut. Um, I, I think Akmal had two Red Bulls one night. Uh, <laughs> I, I would suggest you go down the fridge, the fridge, the uh, the alcoholic side rather than Red Bull. <laughs> Fair enough. I've also got Cal Wilson, Stephen Curry. He's back, but uh, we're breath testing this week. <laughs> and Carl Barron. Oh, yes, he's line. not been on before. If some people out there may not have seen Carl's DVD. Or it's the biggest selling comedy DVD ever in this country, I'm told. And there's a darn good reason for it. Yeah. Because he is triple A funny, Carl. All right, Carl Barron on board. Thank God you're here tonight. Uh, that's got the business out of the way. Let's get back down the shell. Are we next on Get There? <laughs> On the Androids Hall of Love here again. This second hour on Triple M. Rob Stitch sitting in for this hour, and we're meant to be talking about topical matters, but the uh, conversation keeps drifting back to Batman. What was the episode you were saying, Rich? I was talking about one uh, where they had budget cuts. Um, I think maybe it was the last season. Yeah. And so they wrote a script wherein all the power went out in Gotham City, and they couldn't show the fight scene, so it would just be, it was just a black screen with the cards coming up, pow, and the sound effects, so they couldn't actually show the fight. It was basically just radio. <laughs> what is your favourite Batman sound effect caption, Ed? Oh, flump. <laughs> you hit someone into a table. Flump. There's oh. some IE going on as well. Yeah, this is like the day I got into, into, I got into an argument over what were the ranks of the, of the office, the German offices in Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> what were they? It was Major Hochstetter. Uh, there was Sergeant Schultz, Colonel Clink, Major Hochstetter, and and there was no we were arguing over where and you know they, we went too long. It <laughs> <laughs> was being broadcast and I didn't realise that we were, like you know when Homer Simpson is impressed by the power structure of the three suits. And I was there, neither. Oh, I've been doing it again. Hey, I want to ask you about something. Uh, Sandro Chalero was in recently, and he was recalling the days when you guys would go on tour, comedy review style. And he said you went to Perth and performed in a strip club. <laughs> and he said there was a comedian whose act was just holding a tape recorder up to the microphone with a Kevin Bloody Wilson tape That's in it right. and just playing it to the audience. Really? But, but urging the audience going, hey, hey, he was that. What happened was that we had the nighttime slot. Yes. And um, the stripping tended to finish uh, by the afternoon. And <laughs> 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 the changeover to our show. Right. We were given, we were, one of the perks was that we were, we had, we had free lunch. Oh, wow. We had to be in the strip show to get the free lunch. So we were getting the, uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, the chicken parmigiana, thanks. Watch it, boys. And would you like a salad with that? the salad, thank you. And a bread roll, thank you. boys, give it a And you start to eat as someone like, you know, stripping in front of you. <laughs> you can't point out to the rest of the patrons, it's because I've got the free lunch and I'm, yeah. you know, it's 20. And, and the, guy, but the, guy, the guy that was hosting it that held the microphone up to the table, he was urging everybody, if you weren't rowdy, he wanted yeah. it rowdy. Right, right. And then one guy was just a little, you know, sort of just 
oh, I'm having a beer and enjoying the show. And he goes, well, hey, mate, a homosexual book. <laughs> That's become a new favourite insult. For the first time, yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so I'm trying to eat my pound of banana, and I've got a cheer at the same time. It's very difficult. Well, um, the you know, for the kid, if you are having lunch at a strip club, you know what you're meant to say. Put it on Cole Allen's account, please. Aren't <laughs> <laughs> we learning a lot about Cole Allen, the editor of the Daily Telegraph? Yeah. Uh, what, what, what's the euphemism? He's a character, more than a character. He was, he's a uh, larger than life, colourful personality, personality, likes a few. Colourful newspaper identity? Never a dull day with Cole. Knock about. <laughs> he was the guy that dragged our esteemed opposition leader. Yeah, that's right. Cool, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. he was. And it was a great, it was a great thing because. Uh, the Australian had an article recently about how it's amazing, you wouldn't believe it, but on the other side of the world, a newspaper called the New York Post wrote a pro-John Howard story having a go at Barack Obama, not pointing out that a that, that paper, the New York Post, is owned by River Murdoch, yeah. just like the Australian. Mm. He's not pointing out that Cole Allen is Australian and used to be the editor of the Daily Telegraph, where mm. he was incredibly pro-John Howard. Mm. And also, I've heard... Cole Allen regularly had dinner with John Howard. <laughs> 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 it was amazing. They're just off your own back. Someone on the other side of the world. Wow. We're getting noticed over there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, look, we want to talk about uh, the surplus, um, a budget surplus. You know, this this future fund right. that we're always hearing about. Heaps of money there. Vision. And the idea is it's going to be for future generations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at them. Yeah. So let's have it now. <laughs> let's break it open and let's see what we can spend it on. Enough of it will eventually make you seriously ill. Good afternoon, Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane. Around the nation, it's Triple M's Get This. Rob Stitch is with us. Thank God you're here. Goes out tonight, Channel 10. 7.30, and I think the second series now in the shops on DVD, is that right? I believe it is. Yeah, the box set. Wow. So it's actually, uh, yeah, three discs or something. Three discs. And, you know, it's going to have to bunch up on the couch a bit for the uh, Late Show Presents Barge Up in the Olden Days, yes. which features a lot of uh, your work. Mm. But many of it, uh, well, much of it in hidden form. Mm. Uh, there's some Bruce McAvaney work, but you've got to hunt around on the menus to find it. <laughs> It's <laughs> stuff you don't even remember doing. I was actually explaining to somebody on the cover of the Champagne edition of The Late Show. It's actually, some of the irony has been lost. I was explaining today, it was because Tom had, had pre-recorded the worst um, yeah, comedy sketch that's right. in sketch comedy history. That's true. <laughs> and to which I said, Tom, I, I, I watered it down and just said it was really bad. <laughs> and Tom said, well, you, I've just got nothing to fill it with. I said, that's no reason to show it. And he said, <laughs> That's all the reason I need. <laughs> and so that's why we got a tuxedo and the champagne. That's right. <laughs> and you coined that phrase, champagne comedy, which comes from, who was the bloke who used to say champagne football all the time? Oh, God, man, now I'm kidding. Is that the football. captain and the major? Yeah, well, we, it was, yeah, yeah, what was that one? Their name. That's one when we, when we came up with the, the, <laughs> the character Graham and the Colonel. We'd run out of ranks. <laughs> we'd taken Captain Major. We grabbed Colonel. And we can't be the general. We can't. <laughs> so I called, I just said, I'll leave it to Graham. <laughs> <laughs> the character's only going to last two weeks. That's 20 years now. I've been haunting you. People say, what? It was baffling. Uh, well, look, enough of that. We're going to talk about the budget surplus. What's it up to, do you know, Ed? Something from... Seven billion, I think it is. Seven billion dollars or seventeen? Seventeen, give or take ten billion dollars. Put in a pokey, got a feature. 
And why they went? Well, look, in short, we're sitting on a whole stack of cash in this country. Mm-hmm. Now, one option would be to spend it on sensible things. Like that, I don't know. That's for uh, oh, woes and roads, obviously. Something with a visionary sounding fun name. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Into the Future Fund. The Hoverboard Proscenium <laughs> Collective. Maybe a study. Maybe well, that'd be good. We should study. Electorate Fund. Who's getting their roads this time? Or who's getting promised some roads that may not actually be built this time around? More popular. Okay, what should we spend this money on? Rob, what would you like to see? It's a larger. Screens on international flights. Oh, okay, here's another separate list: is the worst films to watch on a on a plane. Zodiac. I'll give it to you. Yeah, but it was a long film. Yes, and I fell asleep the first attempt, <laughs> and and it, I had to go a long way, and then it came on again, and I and got into it, and then I'm going, wow, I really want to find out who Zodiac is, <laughs> and then right at the end, it goes to fade to black. I'm going, oh, don't put up writing, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like. Two paragraphs the first frame. I'm going, oh no, how do I pause this? <laughs> and then it faded to black and more writing. Oh, not more time. writing. And then a third frame. Oh no, it's a book. And I still don't know. <laughs> well, I hate it when writing comes in at the end to sort of uh, save a couple of reels worth of action. It happens in Ray. The Ray Charles story. Oh, yeah. It's pottering along fine, and then all of a sudden the sign comes up. Over the next 20 years, Ray Charles did this. I know. It's amazing. He, he kicks his heroin, and then over the next 70 years, he never touched heroin ever again. And then they just cut to like a 30 second scene of Jamie Foxx at the old age there. But as long as you don't sit on a plane where you don't even know what he did for the next 20 years. You've got it there. Bigger screens. There you go. Right. What about a sensible carbon trading scheme? Listen to this from Stephen Guy Lars. Uh, one of our listeners, I don't know if this would work or not. I was checking out my carbon footprint, and I've got a, he reckons I've got to plant 35 trees to be carbon neutral. I propose that my power supplier plant me 35 trees and then go out and cut down some trees and burn them instead of coal and grow some more. There you have it, a completely sustainable carbon trading scheme, and I don't have to do deadly. Is that true? Is that practical? If we work out how many trees worth of, you know, carbon footprint, we're all... You know, knocking up there, right. just plant them. I'm sorry, I've planted 35 trees in the backyard. I can do what I want now. They're my 35. That's my oxygen from yeah. those trees. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I, don't maybe. I, don't, I don't know if it's fully interchangeable. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. There may be a bit more science in this idea well, yeah. than I've realised. But, you know, he's on the right track. He's doing something. He's well, thinking about it. A for effort. Well, Tony, I think that we should have uh, something that closed curtains all the way. And we know that when you close curtains, oh, there's always... so true. You mean at the jeans shop or... No, no, well, anywhere. Generally. Pretty much. In my house. My house. So I, st- I live in the front room, uh, Rob, at the dude ranch. And, <laughs> and there's a gap of about 20 centimetres in between when they're closed, as it were. And I was getting changed uh, last night. A gentleman walked past. Oh, yeah. And I thought, well, he probably didn't see anything until he kind of sauntered back. And I thought, well, come on. I mean, this is a social contract we've entered into, so we might as well see how this plays out. And then he wandered round to the other side of the car and pretended he was trying to open the door and get in and drive away. So I'm just going to keep getting changed to see how long we can get this, you know, keep this charade going. It's odd for you because you, you, then when you get changed, thank God you hear you deliberately leave the door. <laughs> 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 
one about it, but I've actually thought this through a little bit. Yeah. What it shouldn't just be sort of carte blanche. It should be given out at christenings, at bar mitzvahs, eighteen birthdays. Yeah. So it becomes like the new mind Kampf. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that Mein Kampf, of course, uh, a German book about those comfortable shoes. Absolutely right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, well, we're right behind that idea, and I see some of Rob's work. And now, when you say the Street Theatre Awards, yeah. what are you talking about there? Amazing sketch from the Late Show, which I you had told me about. Time yeah. I don't remember seeing where it's uh, like the Academy Awards for street theatre protests. And uh, Tony, I believe that you had. The whole year had been collecting footage from the news. Yeah, this is actual. It's not made up. This is no. real footage of dodgy street theatre. Yeah. And what we discovered is, and you can still see it to this day, mm-hmm. whenever there is footage of street theatre on the news, you'll see someone dressed as, you know, Uncle Sam, mm-hmm. someone dressed as a skeleton, mm-hmm. someone dressed as the Grim Reaper, yeah. a guest mm-hmm. yeah. But then, for no reason, Peter Pan. <laughs> or Ned <Nick laughs> Kelly. Or, you know, the, the cop from Police Academy. There's always a rogue element that doesn't okay. make sense. Yes. It's well aired. It left the planning till too late. <laughs> there was one recently with uh, the David Hicks project, yeah. oh, and right. the cage was being pushed by the most elaborate Ned Kelly you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't quite make sense. Oh, but he spent so much time on the costume. Let him be. Let the Red Indian be part of it, too. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. And from Robert, we go to Rob. How are you, sir? Excellent, mate. Uh, what are we going to do with this surplus? Well, I've got two suggestions. First one, another hour to get this. Fantastic. <laughs> and secondly? Secondly, a Star Wars style cruise from Ed's Meat Pie. <laughs> film that Ed really is getting shot at four years ago. It remains unreleased. The trailer can be seen on YouTube. Remains unreleased. A bull uh, as well. Have you had a look at that trailer, have you, Rob? I certainly have indeed. Saw it last night. Your thoughts? Uh, what were you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> defense, I wasn't that young and I probably didn't need the money. So. <laughs> <laughs> Normally the reason is you've used four Beatles tracks. <laughs> have you seen this trailer, Rob? No, I have not. No, let's not. Let's not. Uh, oh, you're worried about future employment? Maybe, yeah. Okay. yeah. Right. Well, we like the first idea, not so sure about the second one. Thanks to everybody Thank who contributed to draining off the surplus. And, um, you know, there hasn't been enough. About Richard Marsden in this hour. You're probably seeing there, Rob, going, the guys are called Spring. Exactly. There's so much more to the story we don't know about. Unleash the energy. Let's yeah. reveal <laughs> another layer of the onion. Next together. Here it this around the nation on Triple M. Rob, were you talking about anecdotes? Oh, no, what yeah. was that? No, I was just thinking, you know, when something happens to you, you go, oh, Good anecdote. Oh, yeah. And you said on the show, we say around here. <laughs> but I actually thought it, it's uh, well, I had one that happened the other day that oh, would only be an anecdote as long as I've got the, the fail state of the, the sound effect. Oh, the we can help you. Just give me a sound effect. I'll see if the anecdote can live up to it. Do you want to hear it first? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a groovy younger brother uh, who runs a groovy men's fashion line. And so I was driving in the Melbourne area of Chapel Street, which is a very groovy street. Sure, sure. So I actually, it was Elvis's anniversary, and I bought an Elvis because it had a song I could never find. So I put it in, and and I clicked on my CD player, and it came up James Blunt, the James Blunt album. (laughs) And I went, in the safety of my own car, I went, you know, 
Or it's a little bit tough on old Blunty. <laughs> and I got on the old, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. And I, when you hadn't heard it for a while, I actually gave it a bit of a crank. And as I drove into Chapel Street, I went, this is, I'm having a sunny, I'm a good time. <laughs> I cranked it all the way. Oh, did you? And I knew, taking the knowledge outside of my car, it would still sound like, boom, boom, boom. I saw my younger brother sitting with a groovy friend in a groovy cafe on the groovy. And I thought I waved to him. And he just gave me the look like I was from another planet. Because in order to wave, I wound the window down, <laughs> letting the blunt master out. And everybody heard what I was listening to. So then you can just play that. That's how music to play in my head as it happened. You're a pretty uh, serious driver, actually, defensive driving. That would sum you up, Rob Sitch. Uh, I do have a racing car license. Well, down the other end of the pool, we have Richard Marsden and <laughs> the Black Thunders. I don't know if you've heard the Black Thunders are off the streets oh, now. Yep. Yeah, the yes. triple M Black Thunders or triple. Well, I'm not sure what it's about, but it may have something to do with the last time Richard got behind the wheel of a Black Thunder. Here's what happened. Under Sheriff Tom Thrall, races and catch up to a man who just tried to run. And a rope fall. Hey, Rod, under Sheriff, under the sheriff. The suspect is drunk.
to think on YouTube. If you like seeing things in the South, you might be able to think, go to YouTube. Sorry, say that. I guess tonight I'm thinking I can get myself Cal Wilson, Carl Barrett, and Steve Curry. No one else. Now I should also mention, if you'd like to see some of Rob's early work as Detective Glenn Quincy, the Firehouse Old Stage Collection is in the spot. Thanks for coming in, Rob. Thank you to everyone who contributed. Our key phrase today, I think it was that graphic description of the Get This Studio. So there's